looking good, Italian job. I'm feeling good, Tommy boy. How you doing, brother? I'm great, man. Hope you had a great week. It was a good one. The time this drops, uh, half the nation, if not more, are going to be partaking in the 10-year anniversary. Uh, we have a big weekend ahead of us. It's a big weekend. I mean, the last I saw, it's over 400 folks. Some folks are bringing their, their kids and their wives. Um, they've got a full agenda going on down in Cape Fear. Excited about joining those men down there. The weather might be exactly what we expect, gloomy. But you know what? That just makes things even more fun. So we're excited about that this upcoming weekend, starting when this drops today. That's exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And, and I mentioned the gloom. What else have we been training for, right? So That's right. I'm looking forward to following guys on Twitter. I'm looking forward to the, the guys that I'm connected with on Facebook and Slack and just living vicariously. Um, and and I, I'm most excited, I think, by the memories that are going to come out and the stories that will come out from guys that are getting after it, not just in the workouts, because there's plenty of those opportunities, but guys from different regions who would never have otherwise had the chance to connect. Um, and, and I think so that's a that's a great thing. So much to be beheld uh, and right. a huge T-claps to the guys that have uh, put in countless hours pulling this whole thing off, because Lord knows that that is no easy task. Uh, it's hurting cats, Tommy boy. Yeah, well, I think I lost half of my hair from planning my daughter's first birthday, so I don't even know what to think of guys that are planning a three-day multi-event, so that's amazing. Yeah, herding cats. It's nailing jello to wall. It's all those things. Mm -hmm. uh, quick review uh, on episode four here. Uh, before we dive into it, I'm, I'm really excited about today's topic. Um, we're really going to crack the pages open on the SWT manual uh, and offer up some tools uh, on a subject that I know is close to both of us. Um, but before we get into that, quick weekend review, you know, what was uh, what was working for you? What would you change? Yeah, so a good thing, I met 88 out of Gold Rush. He uh, flew into town um, and he's heading his way down to the 10 year. And we found out he was going to be close enough. He came to one of our workouts. So I've never had the conversation or outside of, you know, some some text stuff and some uh, some Slack channel communication. I've never actually met the guy. And I got to work out right next to him, which was awesome. Really enjoyed meeting a guy from, you know, 2000 miles away. So it was great meeting 88. As far as what, you know, what could probably improve, I was really busy with my mammon this week. I spent a lot of time uh, in front of a computer screen and probably should have spent a lot more time in front of my kids and in front of my wife. So um, those are, you know, highs and lows and yeah. we're going to have them. It's cyclical, but what about you, man? You know, what was, what was good? What could improve? Yeah. Uh, solid week of some, some fun EHing. It's always great to see guys that come out and uh, of course you always hope they stick with it. You just never know. And you do your best to keep them engaged. You know, we just came off of that conversation uh, with Olaf and uh, had a, a family member show back up in Greensboro that needs F3 in a big, bad way. And, uh, posted four out of the five days. So it was great to see wow. him out there um, and and hear from other men across the region that have met him uh, follow up with me just to say that they appreciated him coming out and he's got a lot to offer. So that was, that was definitely something that uh, filled the heart and timely for our past conversations. Uh, like you, um, reality set in this week too. Uh, a lot of mammon work. Uh, my M has been working tirelessly to rebuild her, 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 uh, catering business after COVID really kind of took it out and had some things shift over this weekend. Uh, I was faced with the decision of being able to attend, uh, part of the tenure or, or not. 
And uh, thanks to my shield lock and our work with the eight block, we made the very, uh, how did I say it? It's either the hardest easy decision I've made or the easiest hard decision I've made to stay and support her um, in the center of my concentrica. So that was, uh, that was a tough one, but a, a valuable lesson. So I'll be following you guys, like I said, vicariously through, through the tweets and the, and the posts. Good deal, brother. FOMO will be real this weekend, I'm sure. That's right. That's right. That's right. But at the same time, as you once so eloquently put it, kids spell love, T-I-M-E. And so I'll be That's able to exactly spend, some right. time, spend some time with the family. Awesome. Good deal, brother. So what are well, we talking about today? Yeah, let's get into it. And I think we're coming up on the eating season, right? Here we are uh, looking down the barrel of November, December, January resolutions. Uh, we'll do some deep diving further into resetting some metrics. But I thought today we would get into controlling the metrics before they get out of control. And one of the biggest eye openers for a lot of guys as they step into their 40s, step into F3, uh, try to make real change is nutrition and the impact that it has um, on them, on their region, on their home, uh, and really across the nation. Um, you and I have similar experiences in the form of our passion for talking through nutrition. Um, so I thought we would start with that. We'll get into a, a robust tool that is available in the SWT manual and then close out with our, uh, our challenge worth trying. So um, that being said, you're our facts guy. Let's talk a little yeah. bit about numbers and what what nutrition looks like on paper, as it were. Very good point. Uh, I do want to mention to everybody who's listening, our disclaimer, Tommy Boy and I, neither one of us are professionals. Um, That's right. You know, we, we, are, we are passionate about certain things, but doesn't mean that we are the experts on certain things. We are not asking or telling anyone to do anything that they feel is not necessarily uh, a lifestyle change. Um, it's just something that Tommy Boy has experienced his in his lifetime certain things that I've experienced in my lifetime. So we are trying to share some nuggets and things that we've seen. So uh, we're not professionals. Modify as necessary. That's we're right. just talking about things that we're passionate about. Um, but really, you know, we mentioned in the Q source document. I love the way that Dread puts it. You know, with the king being your your uh, fitness and the queen being your nutrition. We often think, well, I can do whatever I want. I can, as long as I worked out this morning, I can have that cheeseburger for lunch. I can have a pizza for dinner, but you cannot out king your queen. Just plain and simple, just straight up, no matter, for example, Tommy boy, you and I, let's say you and I go to lunch today to five guys because it's awesome. Yep. Uh, and we, instead of getting the double cheeseburger, we get the little cheeseburger, just a cheeseburger each. And because we like to share, we'll share a, a small fry, but we'll, we'll both get a soft drink. So we had a cheeseburger, a fry, and a soft drink. When you add all those calories up, in order to run that stuff off, you're going to have to run for a, about, let me, let me make sure I get this right. It's six miles to run off the burger, five <laughs> miles to run off the fries, four miles to run off the soda, and, and let's assume that you and I are running a nine-minute mile, which is pretty solid. A nine-minute mile for 15 miles, you're talking about two hours and 15 minutes to run off lunch, not even mentioning breakfast or dinner. So let's say you have something similar for dinner. Maybe you have some pizza and a soft drink or pizza and a beer or whatever it is. That's another two hours and 15 minutes of running. If you work eight hours a day and you work or you sleep or try to sleep eight hours a night, you have eight hours left in the day and four and a half hours of those would be associated with just burning off the calories from lunch and dinner. 
I, I can't do that. <laughs> I, 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 certainly that can't say it. I don't have the time. Um, so that's, that's something that I found interesting was our lifestyle choices are our convenience of fast food. You know, I, I cannot out King my queen. And, and yeah. I think you mentioned to me before, it's not just running. How many burpees for that cheeseburger? Yeah. Let's say you don't have that kind of time to run 15 miles and that, you know, that's okay. Cause not everybody's a runner, but if you just want to get after uh, 45 minutes of straight burpees, you'll burn off the cheeseburger uh, additional burpees required for the soda, the fries and the potential pizza at dinner. So let's say an hour and a half, but um, let's, maybe we'll submit that to next year's iron packs challenge and see if you want to get, get <laughs> after uh, run off your lunch. Yeah. Eat cool. lunch and then run it off immediately. Oh, and knowing me, if I ate that much and tried to run right afterwards, I'd probably lose it pretty quick because it'd yeah. come right back up. So yeah, <laughs> it's a whole different bag of issues there. Yeah. So Tommy boy, as far as statistics go, we could talk about, you know, obesity and how it's an epidemic in America. We can talk about the number of folks who are hospitalized every year for heart disease. We could talk about the folks who are passing away from various illnesses that the underlying issues are obesity. Um, mm -hmm. Rather than talking about the numbers, I want to mention, you know, why, you know, we always want to know why are things the way they are and portion sizes over the years have gotten much larger. Um, we are overeating. I, I grew up in a house that you eat everything that's on your plate, but yeah. Tommy boy, I, I saw you mention one time portion sizes by using your hand. Can you walk the guys through kind of what a portions, what that means by using your hand for portion sizes? Yeah. Uh, I mean, ideally, if we're talking, it, it depends on what we're talking about. Let's talk about protein. Uh, we're all meat eaters or most of us are meat eaters and um, really a, a healthy portion size for, let's say, a, a steak is going to fit in your palm and not hang over the edge of your palm, not cover your entire hand, but sit on the, no pun intended, the meat of your palm. Um, there's plenty of others. And in fact, that's part of what we get to dive into. Uh, but you can look at your hand and basically plan out your meal based on your hand size. Um, and lo and behold, it's, it, it's directly applicable to the size of your hand, the size of your body. Um, you know, big basketball players obviously have bigger hands, but they're also taller. They need more calories. And uh, it's funny how mother nature has everything mapped out for us. And we push it all aside because we hear a burger jingle. Yeah. So you mentioned the burger jingle. That's something else that I, uh, the aggressive marketing for fast food. I mean, you think about it, a few years ago, and I think it still might be the biggest burger chain that was really turning turning them out was uh, was Hardee's, and their slogan was "Eat like you mean it." And yeah. right behind "Eat like you mean it" was Arby's, who was "We have the meats." We have the meats. That's we right. have the meats. So not only is it aggressive marketing, but it's also prevalent. No matter where you go, there's a fast food restaurant. There's a place not far from me where there's a McDonald's. That's across the street from a McDonald's. Yeah. It, I have the Chick-fil-A app. I have the Chick-fil-A app on my phone, which means I just pick up my phone, I throw it in any direction, walk over, pick <laughs> it up, and there's a Chick-fil-A. That's so how it works. Um, we are the most marketed to society and have been uh, when it comes to fast food. Um, and and you know, we can talk all day about wanting to point blame and, and which would be a, a baseless argument because at the end of the day, we have to take responsibility for ourselves and make our own decisions like a big boy should. Um, and at the same time, you have the cacophony of marketing in your face all the time. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's an SAT word right there. Cacophony, don't ask yeah. me to spell it. C-A-cacophony. <laughs> May I have the language of origin? 
Could you use it in a <laughs> sentence, please? So not only that, I'm going to use a, a word that's a little bit easier to spell called food desert. Have you ever heard the phrase food desert or what that means? I have. Uh, previous life, my mammon was in the American Heart Association, uh, and I really connected with the Food Desert Initiative, which actually, which actually was a big part of how Wakanda conversations got started when we looked at growing F3 across our community. Um, yeah, I'll let you tee it up, but th yeah. there's a lot that we can look at in, in the negative impacts of just not being able to walk to uh, a grocery okay. store. Yeah, so a food desert is a geographic area where residents access to affordable, healthy food options, especially fruits and vegetables, is restricted or non-existent due to absence of grocery stores within a convenient traveling distance. And what that means in general terms is there are certain areas of our cities and towns that there are not grocery stores. There's a local convenience store, there's a McDonald's, there's a fast food restaurant. And to be honest with you, it's more convenient and it's significantly cheaper to grab a sack of food. You can get more food from a McDonald's than you will, your money will not go that far at a fresh market, at a local grocery store with fruits and vegetables. So it's not only more convenient, it's cheaper. It's readily accessible. You're hearing the chatter in your ear all the time of the new jingle for the local fast food restaurant. It is in your face. It is absolutely pervasive. Not only that, we are physically sedentary. We now sit behind computer desks. It's no longer waking up at five in the morning and starting to work on the farm and walking 20,000 steps per day. Now, if you don't work out in the morning, you might not cover 2,000 steps in a day because you're at your computer. And about the only time you break your computer, break from the computer is to go and grab something to eat, which is probably crap food anyway. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. And not only that, those, those sweet treats, for me, that's a problem. You know, um, I just need something quick to snack on. But the things that I tend to snack on are highly processed or overly sugared foods, the things that taste good, you know, the Doritos, the Oreos, the bag of skittles whatever it is those things and i didn't realize it there are certain things that fire in your brain the dopamine the feel-good sensations that you get that you would get from recreational drug usage you can get from food from sugary and high processed foods so you feel good now you might not feel good afterwards after you've had a bag or a, a bag of doritos or a sleeve of Oreos, but at the time it feels good. It hits those dopamine, the, the good feeling sensations in your brain. So we're talking about all the things that lead to it, but Tommy boy, what can we do about it? Not just the excuses of here's why it happens and here's why we feel the way we feel, but what can we do about it? Yeah. And it's different for everybody, right? We're, we're, uh, our, our, biology is always different. So what works for me isn't going to work for you and vice versa. Uh, we're talking about breaking bad habits or, or a better way to think of them, at least for, for many, is to replace a bad habit with a good habit. Um, you know, for me, it was a bit of a wake-up call as well. And the thing that helped me really shock my system out of making bad choices when it comes to nutrition was thinking about the future. I'm uh, 45 years old. I'll be 46 in December. I have a 16-year-old daughter and a 13-year-old son. Uh, I have every intention to walk my daughter down the aisle and mm. dance with her at her wedding. Uh, but if I continue what I was doing and the foolish decisions uh, I was making or the way I could fool myself because of the, the dopamine rush, I probably wouldn't have been there. I probably wouldn't be there. Um, 
and and it's really no different i would argue than showing up at f3 workouts they're not fun they're hard at first um you get a great cue they're hard every time right but it's surrounding yourself with the men who are there to 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 pick you up when you fall fall down uh with the guys who are doing the same thing it's positive peer pressure and what we did and what I've seen a lot of regions do that I think I would, I don't think I know I'd recommend every single region is get the brothers involved with some sort of a challenge. Cause we all love a challenge. We just ended the um, iron packs challenge and those numbers are coming out now. So congrats to all the guys uh, that are, that are placing top 10. Um, but we created a challenge. It was that simple. Um, we got guys involved in what we uh, have affectionately come to know as the warrior nutrition challenge. We built it out. It's evolved over the past seven years here in Greensboro. And, and we usually drop it once or twice a year because you never know when a guy is going to show up to his first F3 experience. And, and so rehashing it, uh, resetting it always works out well. Um, and what, what we're going to do off of the uh, at F3 SWT handle is we're going to, rather than have you drill down into finding it in the manual itself, is we'll drop all of the tools that are there. But it is a robust challenge that you can, again, modify as needed. Uh, it includes uh, a sign-up campaign. It includes guidelines for what to do and what not to do. Uh, if you want to get you engineers out there, if you want to get really nitty gritty into the numbers, you could tra track your calories. You could track your weight. There's a measurement tracker, a fitness tracker. Um, there's also a handful of sample newsletters. If you want to keep, keep the guys engaged, you know, the original challenge was, I believe six weeks, which is a nice round number, especially as we're looking towards the end of 2021. Um, you can take it out to 10 weeks, 12 weeks, as far as you want, as long as it's agreed upon by the packs. Um, and again, I'll circle back is you have to have a reason to make that change. You have to have a reason to set your alarm for 430. You have to have a reason to, to step into a different style of fueling your engine. So I, I hope so, that gives a decent answer. <laughs> it, it absolutely does. Um, first off, love the name. I mean, you throw a badass name like Warrior Challenge. I mean, hard commit on that. Um, so you mentioned it's it's kind of signing up. You, you sign up, you, you talk your buddies into it, and you encourage them throughout the process. I think I saw that sometimes you even put some cash on the line, kind of like a, a buy-in for a March Madness tournament. It doesn't have to be much, you know, five, 10 bucks, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. What does that $10 buy-in, what does that mean, you know, to a guy who's on the fence? Yeah. When it comes to the, this challenge, we, I think it was the second iteration. We started doing a $10 buy-in. Uh, a, you got to crack your wallet open and put some skin in the game. Uh, and so immediately you have some self-accountability, which is a big wheel turner. You know, it's just like the hardest part about work, uh, working out is putting your shoes on and walking out the front door. Um, I'm sure people out there would argue otherwise if they're especially under a cinder block or running a, a sub six mile. Um, but really it's that mental shift of putting on the shoes or setting your gear out the night before, uh, to, to force you to roll out of the fart sack. That buy-in is the same concept mentally. It just does something. Um, you don't want to give up that $10. And honestly, when you start to see all the other $10 land in the kitty and you realize, and this thing is like, I think one time we had a $500 pot for the winner. Um, wow. All of a sudden, it's not even just about your $10. It's about gaining 490 other $10 bills or 490 other worth of $10. Um, and 
it gets fun. It, it's that healthy competition, just like the Iron Packs Challenge. You know, and, and, and inevitably, the guy who wins generally, because he's an F3 stud, is going to turn around and put that into the F3 Foundation or a cause that, that matters to their local community. Um, I've seen it go towards gear to a guy who lost so much weight, he had to go F3 mud gear shopping again. Um, and so it just rolled back into buying him some new shirts and some shorts because we didn't need to see the things we were seeing fall off. <laughs> that'll work out um but yeah it's that it's that healthy camaraderie which is one of the secrets to the recipe of f3 so i found some things in the challenge i i saw a no list and a do list mm-hmm. and if you don't mind i'm going to run through a couple of these these no list items um that i think are probably going to carry over to everybody on the no list no fake food of any kind mm-hmm. cheez its are not real food they are chemicals I mean, right. heck, they spell cheese with a Z, <laughs> you know, so that, that <laughs> probably tells you what you need to know if it's real or not. No fake sugar of any kind. If you crave sugar, have real sugar in moderation. Uh, no more than seven alcoholic drinks per week. I mean, those are empty calories. Yes. Seven. So one a day, one a day. Uh, Just no more it says than- pumpkin on the label doesn't mean there's actual pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> but it's spice, Tommy boy. It's pumpkin spice. Uh, no more than three alcoholic drinks in one sitting. So in mm-hmm. other words, you get seven per week, but not all seven on Friday night. That's right. That's right. No sodas. Uh, you think the chemicals in cigarettes are the only thing killing us? No sodas. I mean, you think about it, just a small can that's at least 200 calories just just mm-hmm. and and when you read the ingredients if you can't pronounce half of them you probably don't need them in your body anyway but no soda no fast food if they serve it through the window of your car it's a no-no and mm-hmm. and you know what that also includes chick-fil-a i mean our favorite in my household is chick-fil-a we don't do burger king mcdonald's and and that sort of thing but you know fried chicken is is not good chicken it tastes good but, you know, eat more chicken, probably not the, the fried variety. Uh, there's something and, magical and you, about chicken and pickles, right? But at the end of the day, <laughs> it goes back to your original point that there's some dopamine there that we've convinced ourselves that we have to have. I'll save the last one for our challenge, uh, our challenge for this week, the challenge we're trying. So I won't hit that one, Tommy Boy. I'll hit it for us later. And then I don't know if you have the do list in front of you, Tommy Boy. Uh, if you do. do, that's fine. If you want to walk us through those. Yeah, so these kind of came over several iterations as well. But um, again, modify as needed. But these are things that have helped at least a handful of guys as we've rolled through this. Write down your food each day. Um, You know, and everybody kind of rolls their eyes when they hear food journal. But if it's worth doing, it's worth tracking. So write down your food each day. You will definitely learn a lot right from the jump. Uh, you've heard this before, aim for a gallon of water a day, spread it out, drink when you're thirsty. Honestly, slam a glass of water down as soon as your feet hit the floor in the morning. You've been going six, seven, eight hours without any hydration. Have a glass of water to jumpstart your machine right from, right from the beginning of your day. And TB, I've also heard a lot of folks are not hungry. Their stomach is empty. And if you down a whole bunch of water, a lot of times that will subside the hunger pains. That's right. I don't know if it's exactly. true or not. But it's worth trying because water is uh, readily available and it's good. It's not bad. It's all, it's all psychological, right? And and look, if you're going to turn your nose up to water, I get it. Water can can be boring after a gallon a day for three weeks. 
slice up some fruit, throw it in there. Lord, it feeds right into the next steps. Yeah. Uh, aim for three servings of green veggies a day. Aim for three servings of colored veggies a day. Um, you know, rather than grabbing the sleeve of, of, uh, of Oreos, and again, we're trying to reprogram the matrix here, but carrots come in snack sizes too, right? Uh, cucumbers, you can throw them in your water. Uh, blueberries, orange slices, whatever. Um, enjoy, and, and I really do mean this, enjoy a cheat meal each week. Allow yourself to not be miserable because if you're miserable trying to make a new habit or replace You'll a throw it out. with it, yeah, you're done. You've lost before the gun's even been shot. Um, whatever you want, you know, but it is a meal. It's not a cheat day. And again, write it down. Um, when you're at the grocery store, this is one of the biggest tips uh, I can throw out there. Stop or at least cut back, let me rephrase that, cut back on scanning the UPC codes and buy more foods where you have to input the PLU number, that four-digit number on your banana sticker. Um, another way to put it is start shopping the perimeter of your grocery store. Um, stay out of the aisles and go up and down and outside the perimeter of your grocery store because that's where they got to keep the fresh food fresh. Um, so Tommy Boy, it's funny you mentioned that, and I haven't told you this before. Um, when I was in college, I majored in, in communication. I minored in management and marketing, a focus on marketing, but I almost majored in health promotion wellness. So I was only a few credit hours short of having that as a secondary minor. And it was interesting to see how marketing and health and wellness paired up. And the studies that have been done at grocery stores, they have carved out a path exactly how your brain functions, where you're going to go to certain areas first. And they've made it such that when you're walking down the aisle, let's say the cereal aisle, there's two things you'll notice on the cereal aisle. One, bright colors. Bright colors mm -hmm. are going to sell a product. The most expensive products are going to be at eye level. Those are going to, to be- To the kids. To the, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's going to be your Fruity Pebbles, your, your, uh, you know, your Cookie Crisp or whatever it is. And if you, if you want some you know, Food Lion brand, um, you know, just regular rice or crispy rice. And that's going to be down at the floor. No one is looking yeah. down at the floor or way up high. Um, but those very expensive items are going to be at eye level. And again, on the, on the candy aisles and on the, on those sugary aisles, you're also going to see them on the end caps. Mm -hmm. The things when you're standing in line to check out, that's where the Snickers and the Twix, and that's where there's a cooler for soft drinks right there at the register on the end caps. It's never, it's never rice or quinoa or, or, uh, or high fiber leafy vegetables. It's going to be your sodas, your yep. chips, the things that are easy to grab because I'm right here. It's on the end cap. Marketers pay, these companies pay a lot of money to have their visual right there at the point of checkout because they know that's when you're going to succumb to, well, I've got time. I'm looking around, huh? I should probably grab that Mountain Dew. You know, it's not too, it's just a Twix. It's just a, a Three Musketeers. They pay a lot of money for that. The marketing ties into it. If you shop the perimeter, like you were saying, that's where your leafy greens are. That's where your dairies are. That's where your dairy items are. That's where the things that are actually good for you, sustenance wise, are on the outside of the store, not up and down the aisles where you'll find the high, high processed foods. Yeah, every 2.0 knows their way to the honeycomb hideout real quick. Just ask them. The other thing, too, is uh, this is kind of a bonus tip for especially for uh, budget minded um, 
myself included. Those frozen fruits and vegetables in the plastic bags are just as good for you as the fresh leafy stuff sitting over in the expensive section of the store. Um, so I hear a lot of push. I used to hear a lot of pushback on uh, the cost of buying healthy, but let me tell you what, going in and buying the, the, the three for a dollar bag of frozen peas, you know, it's, it's, it's great for a, a post snip snip operation, but it's also great uh, for pulling them out of your freezer and just heating them up. There is the exact same nutrients and you're paying a fraction of the price because uh, you're, not, you're not funding the machine that is uh, making produce look pretty. And I will also tell you this, I'm the grocery shopper in our family for a myriad of reasons, most importantly, because I'm watching the budget and I don't need all the extra crap, <laughs> but I shop at, at stores like Aldi and their health food products have ha seen an uptick over the years. It's not just your, your cheaper products, uh, you know, you can find healthy items at a discount grocery store. You just mm -hmm. have to look for them. You just have to go and pull the, 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 uh, spinach, the, baby carrots, the things that are right. You just have to know where to find them. They are in the stores. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not just reserved for your high-end um, fresh markets. And, you know, we don't have any sponsors right now, but I feel like we would be stepping on all of them <laughs> if we did. If I don't um, get a gift but, card out of this episode, brother, we get it wrong. <laughs> well, I will tell you, Aldi has some, uh, some great products at a, at a cheaper price, but it is possible to shop for healthy foods at a discount market. Very much so. Uh, and I, you know, again, back to marketing, we're convinced that it's not the truth, but um, it's just replacing a bad habit with a good habit. Uh, it's no different than what we would tell our kids if we feel like they're on their Steve too often, checking mm. the Twitters and the Instagrams. Uh, and I could go down a rabbit hole on that with everybody up in arms about Twitter and Instagram shutting down this week. At some point, you have to stop blaming them and start taking responsibility for yourself. And that's what this hey. challenge is designed to do. You mentioned taking kind of making the example. And I think it's very important as men. Um, I have relatives and uh, I've seen their children progressively get larger and larger. And, uh, and it hurts me. It, it really bothers me because these are my relatives. These are people I love. And then every time that I, I, I look at it, I realize it's because their dad has let himself go. And as the dad, it's, it's incumbent upon us to lead our families and, and not just um, not just the faith proponent, uh, but it's also incumbent upon us to lead by example. And it's difficult for me to say this to, to friends that, and people that I love, but if you continue down the path, um, not only are you shortening your lifespan, you're setting your children on the same path. There's mm -hmm. a potential that they're going to follow your lead. Um, I have relatives who have passed away at early ages from heart disease. And when my cousins reach the age of their dads who passed away early on. They say almost like it's a foregone conclusion. Well, I'm probably going to die of a heart attack before I'm 50, just like my dad did. And it doesn't have to be that way. Um, we need to set the example, not only physically, you know, working out, which is important that that King is paramount, but also what are we feeding into our bodies? What are we putting in our bodies? The chemicals, we, we poison ourselves every single day, but when we sit back and think about this, Tommy Boyd, would you poison your children? Exactly. Yeah. And you said it, it, you can lead, you can lead by example, which is what we're called to do. We can either lead by example, or we'll just be influencing by not setting an example at all. Uh, and that's, that's the generational impact. That's what we're called to do, uh, in a positive way in our families. And, um, we, 
we need to ask the men around us to hold us accountable to our goals. We would, we would do the exact same thing in a workout. Um, and if we're struggling, we would count on the same guys to circle back and pick us up. Uh, and we would applaud the guys who are getting after it, regardless of how much they're put, holding up over their head. The fact that they're making the effort uh, is worthy because that's how we start to replace the, the bad with the good. Um, one other one one other thought on this before we get too far away from it as we start to wind down the show is I have two thoughts uh, and I'll start with one because I want your opinion on the second one. The first one is the way this is successful is meet each week, set up a cafeteria or set up a, an AO that's uh, centrally located and and do a weigh in. We brought we've literally brought a scale to a local coffee shop uh, and weighed in each week and we write down our scores. Um, the roster is built two ways. It can be an individual thing and you check in each week with the whole group. Uh, we've also seen uh, teams. There's a team roster on there where you could set up a team of five and have multiple teams competing and the team that loses the most percentage at the end of this thing is your winner. Uh, don't worry. The formulas are already in there. Uh, make sure you save yourself a copy and you don't copy over a master or, or, uh, or whatnot, but uh, we'll rebuild it. But uh, however it works in your region, do that. Uh, again, modify as necessary. There's no rules here when it comes to uh, how this has to be run. Uh, other than ideally, you're going you're gonna to start off healthier when it comes to nutrition than the way you started. The second thing is, uh, and IJ, this is where I'd like your, your opinion. Guys might be at home thinking, well, who's going to lead this thing? Maybe it should be me because I'm a doctor. Maybe it should be me because I've lost weight. Um, before you answer that question for yourself, think about guys in your region who are chomping at the bit to lead something. Uh, came across a great Slack conversation between uh swabbles and sherman uh in the nantan channel and uh asked sherman if i could share his experience he tried to launch a blood drive um he realized early on that he had too many plates in the air uh or what i would call he had too many a pluses he was trying to maintain that a plus average well if you're taking too big of a course load that a plus isn't going to last for long and uh he had the wherewithal to realize that he was uh, a he had too many a pluses um and B, he was blocking out the guys who maybe that event, that blood drive was really their A plus uh, and really just his B minus or his C plus. And that's okay, fellas. Don't stress out about this, but also don't block guys who are trying to find a way to support the men of your region. Um, and I'd love your takeaways on that too, IJ. Yeah, so it's very common when you're a high impact man to be pulled into multiple areas because if you're successful in X, then obviously he'll be successful in Y. Every man right now is <laughs> listening to every word that you say. <laughs> the, you know, I can say it with confidence because I've been there. You can say it because yep. you have been there. It's one of the reasons that I really enjoy the stuff for trying manual and this podcast is because we can walk through our experiences and other folks' experiences to say that you're not alone, that you're not feeling, you're not the only one who's felt this way, but as a high impact man, it's not uncommon for someone to tap you on the shoulder to help out with something at church, something for your kids, baseball team, soccer team, whatever it is, because I can count on Tommy boy. Tommy boy will do that. And I will tell you, men, you don't have enough time in the day. You don't have enough arrows in the quiver to shoot at the bullseye at everyone's bullseye. It is not possible. So at some point, 
you need to realize it is okay to say no. It is okay not to lead this initiative, this thing. Um, we are a, a group of leaders who exist to invigorate other male community leaders. So if you don't have the bandwidth to lead something like this, but you have a passion for it, there's someone who else who might just need a little bit of nudging. Maybe they have the aptitude and the willingness to help, and you just need to nudge them and maybe assist a little bit. But you don't have to run everything. You don't have to be at every workout. You don't have to lead every initiative. You don't have to be at every event in your region. It's not possible. And the more you do it, you will burn out. And this is a common theme that I'm sure we'll talk about and this stuff worth trying in the future. If you do too much, eventually you will burn out and you will have a conversation with the people you love. And this is one of the hardest things and the hardest uh, conversation I've ever had with my wife where she said, I feel like sometimes you love those men more than you love me because I had to be everywhere all the time. I had to be at all the events. And I will also tell you guys this, if you want to, if you think that you will be liked by everybody, it is not possible. I have a, a friend of mine that we haven't spoken in years because I, I think I did him wrong during my Nantanship because I did not take on a certain thing that he wanted me to take on. And I was too invested in too many other things. And I lost a friendship over that. And we're trying to mend that now, but men, you cannot do everything. I'm being long winded to say this, but I truly mean it. It is okay to say no. It is okay to find someone else to lead the initiative, but give that man the chance. Anything that you're doing is a, it's impeding someone else's progress on doing something. What you might be a C at, the guy that really should be running it, the A-plus guy, is in the shadows because you've taken the limelight. It's not your job to do everything. So, Tommy Boy, probably more than you wanted, um, but it's something I'm passionate about. You can say no and find another man to lead an initiative, even good initiatives like this. Yeah. No, you said it perfect. You got to say no to the small stuff so that you can say yes to the big stuff that really matters. Uh, I can't remember who said it, but you never want to hear your wife accuse you of having F3 as your mistress. Mm. Um, that, that'll, that'll, that'll wreck a home for a week, if not mm -hmm. much longer. Um, let's take it out. I think we've covered a lot. Guys, again, I'm, uh, at F3SWT uh, <laughs> is our Twitter handle. We'll post direct links to all the tools, to the challenges, to the newsletter, so on and so forth. It's there. As always, tag us if you're starting to form your, your warriors for this thing take a picture, put it on Twitter. Let's get some FOMO going. Uh, let's, let's, let's mind our waistlines before we lose control of them in the next coming months. Uh, and let's dial in. Cause as, as it's been said, you cannot out King your queen. So our, our challenge worth trying this week, we always like to close out with a challenge worth trying. Um, last week, Olaf gave a strong one and I'm realizing that I don't have to come up with all the stuff worth trying challenges. <laughs> so Tommy boy, a challenge worth trying this week, based on your experience, what you've seen firsthand, give us a challenge worth trying this week. Perfect. So the night before my very first F3 workout, I weighed in at 215 pounds. I'm 5'10". Um, I realized that I really loved F3 pretty early on, and I wanted to keep coming to as many workouts as possible, so something had to change. So this week's challenge worth trying is the biggest shift or the biggest um, 
change that I made that caused the biggest shift in my fitness and, and weight loss. Um, because seven months later, I lost 55 pounds. And it wow. was due to other than the workout, the biggest shift in my queen was this week's challenge, which is stop eating two hours before you're going to hit the fart sack. Meaning that if you're going to go to bed at 930, because you want to get up at 430 and do some EC work, then at 730, you're done. You're, you're not eating anymore. Um, sounds super simple. I guarantee you it's not because maybe your family's having a long day and dinner's running late. Um, that's tough. So if you need an extra bonus tip, you know, at 730, we'll keep with that time, get up and brush your teeth after dinner so that you don't have the temptation to go back into the ice box or go into the freezer and pull something out that you're going to regret the next morning, uh, at mile three of your mosey workout. Um, so that's this week's challenge worth trying two hours before bedtime, you are done eating for the day. How's that sound? Dude, um, you know, it, like you said, it sounds simple. Um, but here's the funny thing. Let's say you went down that path and, and you did cut all that stuff out and you started losing some inches on your waistline. Do you know how quick they would come back if you start eating that ice cream and having a, a, a 20 ounce drink right before, you know, going to bed that Mountain Dew and, and Cheetos, um, at nine o'clock at night while you're Netflixing, it's probably not going to work out too well. You're going to see those inches come right back. So okay. I think yeah, it's a challenge come back that's yeah, yeah those, those pounds will come back a lot faster than uh, than Chick Fil A customers if they opened on Sunday. There you go. <laughs> well, hey, uh, Tommy boy, I appreciate the uh, conversation today. I know it's something that you and I both are passionate about. Um, this is great material that that is out there and available. No pride of ownership. So beg, borrow, and steal from what's in the stuff we're trying manual. Um, there's some good stuff there and. You know, Tommy Boy and I are not professionals, but, you know, if you want to talk to us, reach out to us. If there's anything that we can do to encourage you and your men, please let us know. Um, we're excited about the, the, the developments that we've seen in the regions around the nation, but that also means that every man that's being impacted, his family is being impacted, his community is being impacted, and it starts with one step. And I think that challenge we're trying is a step in the right direction. Outstanding. Well, gentlemen, listening, tuning in, we appreciate you. Keep the ideas coming. Uh, keep getting after it. For those of you who are traveling this weekend to the 10 year, travel safely, travel well, enjoy every moment of it. Uh, reach out to a guy you don't know, make a new friend, stay in touch with that guy and, and help him accelerate from afar because every bit of encouragement matters. Uh, every connection we make is made for a reason. IJ, love you, mean it, buddy. Have a great week. I appreciate it, brother. Love you too, brother.